um, because it is mine and Becky's first Independence Day here with you. So I um, need a little bit of help. What what do we say? Do we say Happy Independence Day? What do we what happens? Happy Fourth of July. Okay. Happy 4th of July then. Uh, it is great uh, to be here. I'm excited uh, to be around for this. Uh, the sort of seven years of indoctrination from Ireland wants to congratulate you on giving the English the elbow. Um, <laughs> but the sort of English roots of being born in England kind of wants to make a joke about Will Smith and aliens. Yeah. Uh, to kind of gloss over the fact that you gave the English the elbow. So, um, happy 4th of July. Uh, we're excited to see what it's all about, and, um, and yeah, it's exciting uh, stuff. Um, today, I'm going to talk a little bit more in the next of this series. We're, we're looking at uh, this idea of uh, how to do what's easier than is said than done. Yeah, and um, we're looking at kind of what seems impossible, but the things that the Bible says that we can or we should do, but it seems like it's easier said than done. And uh, so today, I want to talk about reaching our world. Okay, I want to talk about how we can reach the world um, and how we can have a big impact. Okay, because um, I don't know if, you, if you've been around church for any length of time, you might have heard uh, preachers uh, get up on stage and say things, kind of stirring up enthusiasm and say things, uh, you know, like, you can transform the world. Um, you might have heard them say, we're called to be the head, not the tail. Has anyone heard that or is that just an English phrase? Um, uh, we're called to be thermostats, not thermometers. And uh, we might leave church on Sundays after days like that feeling a little bit like Harry Kane, feeling like we can take on the world. Okay, and uh, sorry, I had to get it in there. I'm English, it's the World Cup. You know, the last time that we went further than Germany in the World Cup, we won it. So that's exciting. It's exciting. It's exciting as an Englishman. Anyway, uh, and... Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, we leave church on days where the preacher stirs us up and says things like, we can transform the world, we can take, uh, we can take the world for Jesus. And uh, we might leave feeling pumped, feeling psyched, ready to get at them, uh, just like Harry Kane. But Monday morning comes around, anyone feel like that? You know, sometimes Monday morning comes around, life is busy, we feel tired, and sometimes it feels like the world is way bigger on Monday morning than it seemed on Sunday, Yeah. Anyone re resonate with me? And, uh, you know, I think perhaps more of us uh, feel that way than we'd like to admit because uh, a recent survey that I read um, that you can find on Bible.org says, these are fairly alarming statistics, says that 95% of Christians they surveyed reported they'd never led anyone to Jesus. Uh, but 99% they re uh, surveyed reported that they believed it is every Christian's responsibility to share the gospel. So, slightly alarming statistics, because by my mathematical calculations, now I'm no mathematical genius, but by my mathematical calculations, that means 4% of us are doing actually what we believe we should be doing. So, is it possible, is it really possible to reach our world? Is it really possible to um, help the world to discover Jesus? Is it really possible to, uh, to share Jesus with the world? Well, let's go back in time a minute. And uh, let's 
let's put ourselves in Israel. Thousands of years ago, they're taken, sorry, this stage is really wobbly, and I'm really conscious that I'm like booming as I walk across it. Um, back in time, thousands of years ago, Israel have been taken into exile. They've been uh, moved uh, from Jerusalem to Babylon, and they find themselves in a strange land with customs that are not their own and customs that are at odds with their faith. Uh, they've navigated, they're, they're, they're navigating, sorry, the tension between uh, the hope of deliverance and the despair of hope deferred. And this is what God says to them. God sends Jeremiah, and this is what God says to them. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters and find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also seek the peace and the prosperity of the city to which I've carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it because if it prospers, you too will prosper. And you know, we find ourselves in a world that is not the way God originally designed it. We find ourselves, you already have to turn the news on and we can see that we find ourselves in a world that is not the perfect blueprint of how God intended things to be. We find ourselves almost, and I resonate a little bit, as I yearn for things to be perfect like God intended, that there would be no more pain, there would be no more suffering, there would be no more disease, there'd be no more um, um, heartache, there'd be no more war, there'd be no more, all of the stuff that we turn on the TV and we, our hearts kind of break over. As we, as we see that stuff going on, my heart yearns to be somewhere else at times, to be in heaven, to be like God intended things to be, to be in perfect relationship with him. But God says, while we are here, while things are not the way that he intended them to be, he says, seek the peace and the prosperity of the city to which I've carried you. In other words, don't shrink back. Live life and endeavor to give life. So I want to encourage you today that if we want to reach our world, the big is in the small. We can reach our world by not shrinking back, by living life, and by endeavoring to give life wherever we go. I want to introduce you to a friend of mine, Ryan might remember him, a lad called Harry. Okay, not long after we moved to Northern Ireland, um, my role with Pays as a missionary, we, uh, we began to uh, hang out with a lot of different youth leaders. And, um, and we, we all had this kind of same passion on our hearts and this same kind of sneaky suspicion uh, that, um, you know, young people like Harry were not just the future of our world, but actually had something uh, to contribute in the here and the now, that they could reach their world in the here and the now. And so we began to think through what that might look like. And I had the privilege of uh, speaking at all different church events and privilege of speaking in schools, privilege of speaking at some conferences every now and again, and kind of sharing this passion for seeing young people not just as the future, 
but actually as the here and the now, that they have a positive contribution to make in the here and the now. And people would get excited about that. People would get enthusiastic about that. And people would say, yes, I'm on board. I'm up for that. But do you know what? Yeah, exactly. They would ask me, how? How do we do that? Gold star for Howard. How? How do we do that? How, is it possible? Like, it's a nice idea. It's a great idea. But on, on, on Monday morning when I'm sat with my friend who... Sorry. sorry uh, but, but if we translate it into US, I'm guessing football scores. Um, and, you know, all I want to do is talk about kind of what party they went to or who they kissed or what happened uh, at the party. And, you know... Uh, how do I bring God into that? How do I share my faith? How do I uh, make a contribution? How do I do it? And I began to realize, and we began to realize that uh, the young people that we were working with didn't just need a passionate uh, kind of battle cry, a kind of rally call to, to motivate them, but actually they needed some new tools. They needed some tools in their hands to be able to do this. So we began to think through how that might look. And we, we gathered a team of us together, and in the dusty back hall of a, of a church on the coast, we began to dream. We began to bounce ideas around. We began to scheme. We began to think through what it could look like and how we could facilitate this, how we could give them tools to do that. So we came up with a brand. He's had a couple of facelifts since then. You guys probably remembered uh, a few months ago we, uh, we did uh, a project called Because You Loved and uh, we came up with this brand called Because You Loved. As I say, it's changed just for the benefit of Paul. It's changed. This is the old branding. We're all right. I'm going to show the new branding at some point. But it's changed branding uh, over the, the few years. But we began to dream of how we could put tools, simple tools that could help young people share their faith. And uh, we, we got ourselves invited to schools. We took donuts. This, this is the first project that we ever did. We took lots, thousands of donuts to schools and gave donuts away. And uh, we, uh, we branded them with Because You Loved and we just showed up in the students' lives and just told them that God loved them in as simple a way as we could think through. And uh, we, 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 we began to talk through uh, with schools of how we could serve them. And so we began to engage with lessons. We began to engage with all sorts of different projects um, that were some social action projects, some uh, projects that were geared around how we could teach lessons and assemblies and different things. Um, and so I've got a little video uh, coming up um, that and um, gives you a little bit of a snapshot of that very first project that we ever did. So just by wanting to make a small contribution, wanting to facilitate and help the young people that we were working with, we accidentally discovered uh, a way that we could facilitate beyond our wildest dreams, uh, people sharing their faith. Uh, over two and a half thousand young people that week heard the gospel. And uh, many, many uh, invited Jesus to be part of their lives. And uh, we began to think, okay, how do we mobilize those young people uh, more? How do we go beyond just uh, the young people, the handful of young people that, that mobil we mobilized that week to share their faith with over two and a half thousand young people? How do we do 
that beyond. And so we began to think and we began to uh, think of other ways of doing that. And so we came up with Dare to Love, which uh, you guys took part in a few months ago. And this was uh, one of the first Dare to Love projects. There's Ryan on the end with a little more hair. Um, <laughs> and after that, um, we successfully mobilized hundreds of young people in Northern Ireland uh, to share their faith with their friends, their peers, their wider community, and we began to dream up other ways of doing that also. And uh, before we knew it, we started getting uh, all these emails and different requests of people to use it around the world. And we started to see uh, our branding popping up in places like Brazil, where they would do projects going into the favelas. Uh, we would see our branding popping up in places like Ghana, where they would do um, all these kind of cool projects, and they would paint schools, they would, um, uh, they would go and give away all these kind of back-to-school packs and all these cool things, and um, even here in the USA. And uh, it was exciting to see what we did on a small scale in Northern Ireland begin to spread around the world. And so that's why I want to encourage you if we want to reach the world, if we want to reach uh, beyond our community, beyond our, um, our four walls, the big is in the small. If we start faithfully serving and sharing and finding ways that we can serve and share our faith in our neighborhood, in our workplaces, in our gym, in our country club, wherever we're at, wherever we set foot, if we begin to start small and serve faithfully in those, if we show up, if we show love, if we share our story and we share prayer, we can begin to introduce people to Jesus. It just takes us being faithful with the small things because the big is in the small. We started that project with just this hope of being able to reach our town of being able to reach our city. And we began to see it have this ripple effect, this effect that we never dreamed of. And the big is in the small. In Acts, Jesus says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea, in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So I want to ask us a question this morning. What's your Jerusalem? Maybe turn to your neighbor. Say, where is your Jerusalem? Because I want us to think through. I want us to think through what that looks like. What, what does that tangibly look like? What is your Jerusalem? What is your neighborhood? What is your immediate sphere of influence? Because let's seek the peace and the prosperity of our neighborhoods. And in turn, let's seek the peace and prosperity of our metroplex, our state, and to the ends of the earth. But let's start with our immediate local neighborhood. Wherever you live, whether that's Viridian, whether that's outside of Viridian, a blow-in like me and Becky, <laughs> wherever you're at, wherever you work, Wherever you hang out, wherever your friendship circle is, what can you do? What's in your hand? What can you do to make a difference? To show up, to share love, 
to share your story and to share prayer and introduce your world to Jesus. Long may we live out our faith out loud, showing up, showing love, offering prayer and sharing our stories. And long may we introduce Jesus, uh, or long may we introduce our world, our Jerusalem, to Jesus. I want to pray for us and, uh, and we're going to come into land. But if, um, if you want to respond in some way and you just want to say, you know what, God, I want to be faithful in the small things. I want to be faithful in sharing my faith with my world. I want to be share faithful with showing love to my world. I want to be faithful with sharing my story. I want to be faithful with offering and sharing prayer with my world. I want you to, to think of one person, maybe a person at work, maybe a person in your neighborhood, maybe a person in your family, in your friendship circle. And I want you to think of that person. And as we pray, I want you to ask God what it might be that what way you could serve that person and what way you could introduce that person to Jesus. So Father God, I want to thank you for your goodness and your grace and the good news that we've heard and responded to. God, I want to thank you that your grace and your mercy is new every morning. And Father God, I pray that you would, um, you would give us the courage if we need courage. Father, I pray that you would... Uh, Give us direction if we need direction. Father, I pray that you would give us uh, the energy if we need energy. Father God, I pray that you would um, be speaking to us as we leave this morning. God, that we would be transformed and changed by your Holy Spirit. We welcome your Holy Spirit. Father, to change and transform our hearts that we might faithfully reach our world. We might share our story. We might share and offer prayer. God, that we might show love wherever we set foot. God, that we may introduce our world to you. So Father God, we ask all these things in your name.